Welcome to the All Souls Episcopal Parish in Berkeley's Sermon Podcast. Today is the 13th Sunday after Pentecost, and we hear from the Reverend Phil Brichard as he preaches from the lectionary, which this week was Luke chapter 14, verses 25 to 33. As always, you can find more information about All Souls or more sermons by All Soulsians on our homepage, which is allsoulsparish.org. How many people here this morning arrived in a personal vehicle? Bicycle, or uh, later today probably will be streaming on their own uh, personal computer. Uh, I know that this morning I touched hill on the Holy Roller, uh, my own personal bicycle. Uh, which means that many of us have uh, failed the test that Jesus sets up this morning. You heard Ruth proclaim it very plainly just a little while ago. None of you can become my disciple if you do not give up all your possessions. Full stop. Uh, This statement is offered to us after he tells that whoever comes to him and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and yet even life itself, cannot be his disciple. A few weeks ago, when I preached on another text predicting familial strife, I uh, wondered about Jesus' family values. Uh, And it it turned out that my mom and dad and sister and her whole family were sitting right there in the congregation. And so now here I am with a text like this one again, and I'm wondering if this is like a candid camera situation (laughs) and uh, who in my family might be out there. So far, I'm safe. Let's continue. Again with this Jesus. It just never gets to be easy, does it? Is this really what discipleship is about? Hating our kin, having no earthly possessions whatsoever. If it is, then I think many of us have failed miserably. And so then what do we do with a text like this? Do we uh, set it aside entirely and preach on on another one of the readings? As As if this had nothing to do with our life? Do we pretend as if our day and time were so different that uh, Jesus is asking something that is just not applicable? For the record, I do plan on riding my bicycle back home today. And this week, our gospel has compelled me to reconsider how I hold my life, especially my possessions and my relationships. And once again, I believe that context is important. Context is important to understand our passage this morning because there's a parable that precedes this teaching. Someone has thrown a dinner party and has invited people of power 
and status. Then one by one, they realize that they, they just can't make it. Please accept my regrets, they each say. One has just bought a new piece of land and needs to go look at it. Another has bought a five yoke of oxen and needs to try them out. Who doesn't? <laughs> and a third has just gotten married and can't make it to the feast. And so the owner of the house is now angry. And he tells his slave to bring in people who are on the margins of town that they will enjoy the feast. And that is when we get our story from today. I think this context is important because Jesus has been receiving crowds of people by the dozens and then by the hundreds and then by the thousands. Sometimes I think it's easy for us to lose sight of this, that multitudes of people were amazed by his healings and were inspired by his teachings, enough so that at some point in the gospel he doesn't even have time to eat, can't find the space to pray. And then it came time for all of these people to live by the way that he's teaching. And then they're not quite so sure anymore. I'm all in until this gets challenging or uncomfortable. Which I can identify with. Because giving things up, like a great seat at the table, or enough power or wealth to insulate ourselves from the pain of the world. Giving that up can cost us a lot. So why would we want to do it? Some of you may have heard of a farm and intentional Christian community in Georgia called Koinonia Farm. Founded in 1942 by Florence and Clarence Jordan and Martin and Mabel England, for decades it was an icon of a particular expression of Christian living. At a time of intense American militarism, they were dedicated to Christian pacifism. In a region known for its violent racism, they believed and acted on a belief of the essential dignity and worth of every human being. Following examples set in the Acts of the Apostles, they held four core beliefs. Treat all human beings with dignity and justice. Choose love over violence. Share all possessions and live simply and be stewards of the land. As you might imagine, in the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, this put them at great risk. Their farm stands were burned down and blown up. Their children, who lived there on the farm, black and white, were refused enrollment at local public schools. And local businesses boycotted them. So they knew, intimately, the cost of discipleship. And they also found great truth and beauty in living this way. 
One of these truths was told in a story I came across recently that helped me with this morning's gospel. The story came to me from a letter by an Episcopal theologian, Elizabeth O'Connor, and was originally published in the book Cotton Patch Evidence. It goes like this. A wealthy woman had come to the farm and wanted to join the community. But before she was allowed to, one of the residents, Clarence Jordan, informed her that she would need to give away all her money before she joined them. How? she asked. Give it to the poor, he said. Give it to your relatives. Throw it over a bridge. But you must enter the fellowship without it. What about giving it to Koinonia Farm, she asked. Clarence grinned and replied, no, if you put that money in here, several things would happen. First of all, we'd quit growing peanuts and start discussing theology, and that wouldn't be a healthy condition for us. (laughs) In the next place, unless I miss my guess, you are a very lonely person. And you're lonely because you think every friend you ever had is after your money. She confirmed that judgment. Well, Clarence continued, if you put that money in here, you would think we courted you for your money, that we loved you for your money. And then in the next place, if you put your money in here, you would get the idea that you were God's guardian angel and that you endowed the rest of us. And that all of us have to be grateful to you for your beneficence. Now, for your sake and for our sake, you get rid of that money and come walk this way with us. I think that what Jesus is teaching this morning and what the wise people of Koinonia Farm knew is that we accrue all kinds of ways to use our connections and our wealth and our status and our identity to protect ourselves, to insulate ourselves, to comfort ourselves from the threats and the uncertainties of this world. And we make these transactions thinking that they'll make us safe when actually we end up far from safe. This teaching about hating our parents, hating our children, our siblings, about giving away everything we own, is not about punishment or denial. I know it easily sounds like that. But in this text, family and money stand in for human need, for our very existence. And the message is that if we rely solely on those sources for our identity and for our purpose, they will get in the way of our participation in the commonwealth of God. I think what Jesus is really concerned about is the ways that we fool ourselves. We yearn for this new way of being and of seeing the world, but we are unwilling to let go of the privileges and the advantages that inevitably bind us tight. And the way out of these bonds is sacrifice, giving up the powers 
that we hold. Paradoxically, this freely offered gift will also bring us great joy. Because you'll find yourself in a community of the beloved where you are known and loved for who you are, not for what you possess. You'll be given a seat at the table because of your love for another, not because of who you know. Friends, there is a cost to giving our lives over to something that really matters. Anyone who has raised a child or has chosen service over earnings knows this. But the challenging teaching from Jesus today is that the cost of this sacrifice is little compared to the cost of clutching to what we own or who we know. Because we cannot continue to pretend that in the end, those things will save us.